we've been taken up with the cow. Evil minds that plot destruction. Sorcerer of death's construction. In the fields of bodies burning. As the war machine keeps turning. Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Welcome to the Anarchist World This Week broadcast across Australia on the National Community Radio Satellite. Listen to the Anarchist World This Week, Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. Listen to analysis of local, national, international events. Listen to analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Welcome to the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. My name is Joseph Scott. I'm hosting today's program. Now, just to remind people that last week, uh, people outside Melbourne had a special broadcast, and the poor people in Melbourne had the radio final broadcast. Now, as you all know, the media is under attack. We can see what's happening to the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. The community radio sector has also been under attack for a number of years, Obviously, the rising tide of conservative thought in this country doesn't like divergence, doesn't like a difference of opinion. So the community radio station I normally broadcast from is Community Radio 3CR in Melbourne. We had a radiophone in the last two weeks to obtain money because the key to independence is to be self-sufficient financially. And those regular listeners of the Anarchist World this week will know that. I had a target of 11500 to raise on behalf of the Anarchist World this week to keep the free CR on air for another 12 months. I'm about 2500 short of my target. And this is a serious situation. So if you can donate, ring 0394198377. 0394198377. And as I keep saying to people, you got a tax problem, do what the rich and famous do, donate to your favourite cause. Every donation to the Community Radio 3CR is a tax deduction as long as it's over $2. So that number again, 03419 And if you can't do that, you can always SMS on 0488 Okay, let's move on. Now, if you wonder what Anarchy is all about, no, it's not about trying to raise money to keep community radio on air. An anarchist society is a voluntary, non-hierarchical society, which is based on the creation of political and social structures, which are based on equal decision-making power. That's direct democracy. It's a society where wealth is held in common and used for the common good. It's about devolving power, sharing wealth. Two concepts which seem to be very foreign in the 21st century in the 21st century world. It's all about concentrating power, and concentrating wealth in fewer in fewer hands. Now, it has been a distressing week for activists and radicals in Melbourne. Now, I, my late wife and myself, Ellen, Jose, and myself, we'd known the uh, Jeremy Dixon and his late partner, Karen Walters, who died uh, 15 years ago for a, 
a long, long time. We personally have known Jeremy for over almost 45 years. And uh, last Wednesday morning, we I found out, like the rest of the world, that his daughter, Riddy Dixon, that's her nickname, Riddy, was murdered. She was only 22, and I remember her as a little girl. Cut down in the prime of her life. I and my family and the Anarchist Minor Institute, we extend our support to Jeremy and his family and his children at this particularly difficult and challenging time in his life. Jeremy has always given back to the community. He has worked tirelessly. Jeremy, an anarchist for many, many years, for many decades, has worked tirelessly over decades to improve the lives of people. It's an extraordinarily sad and distressing period. And it's quite likely that in a few weeks' time, people forget. And Jeremy and his family and his friends will be the ones who will have to bear that burden till the day they die. So we extend our practical support as well as our sympathy to Jeremy Dixon and his family in this particularly difficult time. In many ways, Riddy was what she was because of the way she was brought up. When Jeremy's partner, Karen, died 15 years ago, unexpectedly and suddenly, Jeremy had the task of raising two small children, Riddy and her brother. And the woman she became, to a significant degree would have been related to the way Jeremy single-handedly brought up his children. At a time like this, you really realise how how difficult things can be for some people. And how a life can be extinguished 
in a moment. Listen to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Now, today I'm going to concentrate just on a few issues because anarchism is not just about this revolutionary orgasm. It's much, much more. It's about that continuing struggle to improve people's lives. And one of the most important things that any human being needs is shelter, provide security. Because affordable housing, especially in a country as rich as Australia, should be a right, not a privilege. And we have seen over the past three decades a continuing campaign by both the major political parties and the corporate-owned media and the poor government guild at ABC relegate public housing to a non-issue. Well, there are people sleeping rough in the middle of winter and average rents have increased up to about $420 in Melbourne, where I'm familiar with, and obviously higher in Sydney. And vacancy rates, rental vacancy rates are less than 2%. We see governments, both at the state and federal level, attempting to eradicate public housing by handing over both the management and ownership of what was public housing, which is publicly owned and publicly managed, to the private sector. In late 2016, public interest before corporate interest and organisations which were set up in April 2015 to promote the interests of the many before the interests of the few established defend and extend public housing with the motto, affordable housing, a right, not a privilege. And since October 2016, we have been holding rallies on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House on a monthly basis, normally on parliamentary sitting days, with minimal success. And again, this Wednesday, the 20th of June at midday, that hardcore, that band of activists will be once again on the steps of Parliament House to once again raise this issue, an issue which has been basically taken off the political, social and cultural agenda in this country. So in order to put 
public housing back on the uh, political agenda in this country, especially in the state of Victoria, which is the lowest percentage of public housing anywhere in this country, we have made a decision to launch public housing everybody's business. And I'll explain why it's everybody's business in a minute. Now, the 2018 Victorian state election that will be held on the 24th of November this year will be dominated by the law and order and infrastructure debate. Unfortunately, despite our best efforts and the efforts of many other people to make public housing an issue, public housing is not on the agenda of both the Victorian Labor Party government and the Liberal National Party opposition. Both of them are hell-bent on destroying what's left of the public housing sector let alone extending it. In order to ensure public housing is a significant issue at the Victorian state election, public interest before corporate interest will be launching its public housing, everybody's business campaign at 12pm midday on Wednesday the 20th of June. The campaign is designed to make public housing a major election issue in the state of Victoria and hopefully at the next federal election. Public housing Everybody's business will be holding a 10-day rally vigil. That's right, 10 days, 24 hours a day. From midday, Wednesday, the 14th of November, to midnight, Saturday, the 24th of November, on the steps of the Victorian Parliament. We will use our bodies and our voices as instruments which are designed to make public housing an election issue. The slogan we'll be using, it's not some empty slogan, the slogan we'll be using and the ideas and that we will be rallying around will be Using Victorian stamp duty, if we use Victorian stamp duty revenue over $6 billion last year in 2017 for public housing, one million Victorians could be housed in public housing by 2029. One million. Almost 20% of the population 
could be housed in public housing by 2029. This campaign is focused on bringing the issue of public housing to the community's attention. Not to your attention, because I'm sure you realise how important that is. We will be support... We will Not only we will be standing independent candidates for the Victorian Legislative Assembly and the Legislative Council and will be supporting candidates who support the extension of public housing in Victoria. Now, we need your practical support to make this campaign a reality. If 20 people or 30 people hang around on the Victorian step, steps of the Victorian Parliament for 10 days before the f- state election, nobody cares. We will be dismissed as people who have no ideas. But if 100 people or a thousand people make the effort to spend the whole the whole ten days or even a few hours on the steps of the Victorian Parliament from midday on Wednesday, the fourteenth of November, to midnight on Saturday, the twenty fourth of November, which is election day, with us. With public housing everybody's business, with us on the steps of the Victorian Parliament we can be instrumental in making changes that will improve the lives of tens of thousands of Victorians. So why should public housing be everybody's business? What we are seeing in the housing sector is no different to what we have seen in every other sector in our society over the past four decades during the deregulation, privatisation, globalisation, corporatisation revolution, which has swept through this country. What we are seeing is the state, the very apparatus which theoretically is there to protect the interests of the individual, basically washing its hands of its responsibility to provide affordable, secure housing to people. It's that simple. They've absolved themselves of that responsibility and handed it over to the private sector, who, obviously, are interested in gaining a foothold in the sector because it increases profitability. The beauty about public housing is, and I'll tell you why public housing is everybody's business, from the richest to the poorest, to those who are trying to sell their $40 million luxury homes, to those who are living on the streets today. Why is it so important? Public housing shouldn't be the last resort for those who find themselves in particularly difficult intractable situations. It should not be emergency accommodation. It should be much, much more.
And the public housing issue is everybody's business. It's very simple. It's very simple. If you're rich and powerful, you love to be secure. You want your property to be secure. If a large number of disaffected people in the community, it increases crime, increases violence in the community, irrespective of the state's heavy-handed response, as we are currently seeing with the Victorian Law and Order campaign, irrespective. So the more people who find themselves in stable, affordable, secure housing, the less social dislocation in a community, the safer we will all feel. And that goes for the one percenters, those that own the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication, and it goes for the 10% of Australians who you who have disposable income, who use these countries you know, negative gearing laws to secure their future. So it makes sense just in terms of providing a secure, safe environment where children can be raised to take their part in our communities in the future. It also benefits all those people who are renting. The privatisation of the housing market through the destruction of the public housing sector has given the private sector a stranglehold on housing. Currently, almost 40% of Victorians are renting and people across the country are in the similar position. The weaker the amount of the weaker the public housing sector, and in Victoria it's the weakest sector, with New South Wales running a you know a close second in the country. The higher the rents. It's very simple. There's no competition. You don't have a mixed economy where the public sector competes with the private sector in an open marketplace. So as people are driven from the property market because the property, the residential property market becomes dominated by investors because of this country's friendly negative gearing law and the ability of outside, of non-citizens who don't live in this country being able to purchase property as an investment, we find that people on working people are having increasingly difficult getting a foothold in the housing market. It's very simple. So if you've got a strong public housing sector which houses 15 to 20% of Victorians within a decade if the $6 billion that is collected in stamp duty, which is a tax which is levied on the purchase 
of a home, which is paid by the purchaser, if that money is quarantined for public housing, you could put a million Victorians, just in Victoria, a million people in public housing within a decade. If people move from the private rental market into the public rental market, where they only only pay 25% of their income to enjoy affordable housing, 25% of their income, not 40, 50, 60, 70. What that means is the number of rental properties in the private marketplace, especially at the lower end, the one-bedroom units, the two-bedroom units, rents will fall. In Melbourne, which I'm familiar with, the median rent is $420 a week. You can't get a one-bedroom unit for less than $250 a week. So the 33% of Australians who rely on Social Security benefits to survive have Buckleys and none of actually getting a toehold not in the property market, but just in the rental market. So a strong public housing sector would benefit everybody who rents in this country because it would force owners of a second or third or fourth home of an investment property to lower their rents to attract people into their properties. No public housing sector. Rents continue to escalate as investors dominate the private residential market and force first-home buyers out of it. So how does this... So one, it aff- public housing, everybody's business, everybody's business because it helps to increase overall security in the community for everyone, from the very richest to the very poorest. It decreases social dislocation. It provides affordable accommodation for the 33% of Australians who rely on social security benefits to survive, especially those who aren't lucky enough or have worked hard enough during their life to own a property. So it assists them. It also assists older people and younger people who haven't been able to get into the housing market because as the push to rent decreases, investors have to look at their investment. And as capital gains decrease, as property prices begin to fall, investors have to look at their and say, well, will I continue to invest in a second home as a way of ensuring that I have a reasonable retirement? So all those people who are sick of renting, who want to get into the property market, who want to own their own property, who want to have a secure roof over their heads, who want to be able to send their children and grandchildren to the same schools and not be forced to move every every two or three years and go through all that social dislocation, 
have an, a greater chance of entering the property market as property prices at the lower end of the market decrease. So having a strong public housing sector is everybody's business because it benefits everyone. And to see the major political parties wash their hands of providing affordable housing to the people in this country is a disaster. It is a total disaster. And to allow the private sector to run what should be public housing will be a disaster for those tenants who are forced into that situation. So this campaign, Public Housing Everybody's Business, involves you. Now I'm getting sick and tired of listening to people who tell me they haven't got the time to get involved in action. I'm sick and tired of people who tell me, well, we haven't got the the money, you know, to assist people who are involved in political and social action. And I'm sick and tired of armchair critics who sit in their little chairs pressing their like buttons on their computers who think that change comes from knowing or pressing a button. That's why I'm encouraging you like I will be. I will be taking 10 days off. I will be taking 10 days off from my work. I will be taking my vacation. 10 days from the 14th of November to the 24th of November to sit on the steps of Parliament House until I'm either arrested or until this issue public housing becomes a major election issue in the state of Victoria. And I encourage you to do the same. Now, I know you can't take, most of you can't take 10 days, but I do know that you can spend an hour or a weekend or a day coming down there to ensure that this is an issue. Why is it that in the state of Victoria, everywhere you look, there is infrastructure building roads and tunnels and public transport. And why is it everywhere you look, there's a new law coming into place? But there is no debate, no discussion regarding what is one of the most crucial and central issues to anybody's existence, which is having affordable housing. And if you have a mortgage, you've got a problem. Because as property values decrease and interest rates increase, you may find yourself in a situation where you may need public housing. Because everybody you meet who's couch surfing or on the streets or in a share home, has a story. And you and I could find ourselves in that position. You know what the definition of poverty is in a capitalist society? 
living on New Start for six weeks. You live on New Start for six weeks, and you will see that everything you've got, well, it's got to disappear before they give you a New Start anyway, will disappear. So, interested in the campaign? Go to our Facebook page, Public Housing, Everybody's Business. Public Housing, Everybody's Business. The leaflets are up there. Get yourself organised. Have an impact. Interested in the idea? Why don't you stand for election? Fund your own campaign. With less than a, you know, 500 bucks, you can make a difference. You know, Put yourself up as an independent in the Legislative Council, the Legislative Assembly. One issue. Use Victorian stamp duty revenue for public housing. House one million Victorians in public housing by 2029. Think about the impact that we can have. Because ultimately, if either the Labor Party government is returned with an absolute majority in the lower house at the election on the 24th of November, or the Liberal National Party is returned with an absolute majority, if either of those political parties is returned with an absolute majority, public housing is dead. Dead. Because both have the same policies. Now, the Victorian Greens currently have a policy of both defending and extending public housing. If the Victorian Greens hold the balance of power in the next parliament, it is highly likely that public housing will not only continue but expand. And I can assure you that if enough people gather on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House for those 10 days, I can assure you that we will have a significant impact on this in this country. Because to have an impact, you need to get the shanks moving. You need to get on your shanks pony and you need to join us. Now, you may decide we are yesterday's people flogging yesterday's ideas. Fine. But if you've got grandchildren or children who can't enter the housing market and, you know, you ain't a rich parent because you've worked hard all your life and you've paid your taxes and you obeyed the law and you've been spat on, you know, ignored, well, then this is your chance to ensure your children's and grandchildren's future in this country. You listen to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. My name is Joseph Toscano. I'm hosting today's program. Hopefully, we'll see you at the Defend and Extend Public Housing Rally on the, Victorian, on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House at midday on the 20th of June. And if you can't make that... Wednesday the 25th of July. So you can either go to the Defend and Extend Public Housing page or the Public Housing Everybody's Business page. This campaign will be launched on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House on Wednesday the uh, 20th of June at midday. And why do we give you so much time? To get your affairs in order so you can join us for the 10-day campaign. It should be a rollicking good time. Not just in terms of having an impact, but in terms of making friends, in terms of demonstrating that in society 
the individual who comes together with other individuals can make a difference. Let's move on. The other thing I'd like to talk about today is the Liberal Party. Because what we are seeing in the Liberal Party has profound ramifications for all us, all, all of us who have been involved in countless issues over the decades to promote individual freedom and to promote issues like marriage equality, euthanasia, the right to abortion, public housing, and the list goes on and on. Because the Liberal Party, neoliberalism is now at an end. Neoliberalism is dead. It is a failed ideology. It cannot deliver. It has delivered nothing. And that's why you see reformist parties like the Labor Party getting involved in campaigns where they highlight the inadequacies in our society. They highlight in their electioneering the damage done by policies which put corporations, the profitability of corporations above the interests of the citizens and residents in a sovereign nation state. Now, the Christian right has for a long time attempted to enter politics in this country by creating their own political parties like Family First. And 20 years of campaigning has seen their vote stagnant at around 1.5% federally. 1.5%. Looks like their gods aren't looking after them. Now, they've had a new policy. They've had a change of heart in the last two years. They have decided en masse the authoritarian religious fundamentalists have decided en masse to take over Liberal Party branches. And the State Congress a few weeks ago in Victoria has highlighted how successful they have been. Highlighted. And all those social policies, policies that we think are enshrined in concrete are now at risk both short-term and long-term. Because the neoliberals have been outmanoeuvred by the authoritarian fundamentalists, religious fundamentalists, and then they hold the power in the Victorian Liberal Party. If you want to see what power they hold, look at the resolutions which were passed at the National Congress just a few days ago. Resolutions like moving Australia's embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. 
resolutions like privatising the ABC, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, that poor government-gelded ABC. And I'll speak about that in a minute. Where two-thirds of the members, of the delegates, voted to privatise the ABC. And not one delegate, not one delegate at the National Conference had the guts, that's the Liberal Party, to stand up and defend the National Broadcast. Not one weak-willed, weak-kneed, spineless, gormless delegate had the, you know, had the guts to stand up and just say, oh, I think this is bad. No, no. And you wonder, so why am I, what concerns me? I'll tell you what concerns me. I'll tell you what concerns me. The Liberal Party is the government in power. And with the fulsome support of the legacy media, Newspapers, radio and television, which still have a profound impact on many Australians. It's likely that they may continue to hold power in the federal arena. So you say, oh, so what, you say? Every cabinet minister is saying the the privatisation of the ABC is not an issue. Well, it will be an issue because what happens is the Liberal party branches pre-select the candidates and if you pre-select enough candidates who are elected to parliament you change party policy you change parliamentary policy so their power lies in their ability to kneecap sitting liberal members who do not support their conservative reactionary agenda That's the problem. That's the problem. The neoliberal onslaught in the Liberal Party threw out, drove out all those Liberals. They used to call them the soft, you know. The wets, the wets. Drove them out of the Liberal Party over the last two decades. Anybody with an ounce of morality left. Left. And their power doesn't lie in the strength of their ideas. Their power lies in their ability to generate enough funds to mould public opinion in a way which ensures that their conservative authoritarian agenda dominates debate. So, you know, for many years you've been hearing me talk about the government-gelded ABC the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, and to a significant degree, many of the people in the ABC have just woken up today. They haven't woken up over the last 20 years. It's been a long, continuous campaign, like we've seen with the Family Law Court, where the Family Law Court has now basically been abolished, absorbed into the federal courts, because some people didn't like you know, family law court, because a little bit of a radical idea, you know, Murphy's idea of having a court specifically designed to deal with those issues. So we've seen the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. You destroy the beast in a number of ways. 
the most effective way to destroy the beast is to terminate employees who don't fit the mould. And you do that by introducing short-term contracts. And most people working in the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, which is a public service, are there on short-term contracts. So that what, what that means is that you're continuously concerned about being able to maintain your job when it comes up for review. The second thing you do, which we've seen done over the last two decades, is stack the board. Stack the Australian Broadcasting Corporation board with people who hate the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. A little bit like putting a group of pedophiles in charge of a school. Why would you ever think about putting a group of pedophiles in charge of a school? You wouldn't think of it, although it's happened. You wouldn't think of it. So why would you put people on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation board who hate the ABC and want to privatise it and abolish it? And then what you do is you introduce, you appoint, the board appoints a managing director who's not interested in the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, who won't come out and fight for it, who refuses to make public statements until the very last moment. And then what you do is you starve the beast of funds. Hundreds of talented people in the Australian Broadcasting Corporation have been laid off through funding cuts. And once again, we saw funding cuts to SBS and the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Significant funding cuts. And then what you do is you complain. You say, well, the ABC is not following, it's not doing the job properly. It's not good enough. It's like the family court. Starved of funds, can't do its job. It needs to be abolished. The same with the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Don't fund it. Can't do its job as a national broadcaster. We need to privatise it. Simple. 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 The death of a thousand cuts. And if it's not for the next election that the the privatisation of the ABC is on the agenda, it will be the election after if the Liberal National Party is re-elected, which it could quite easily be because of the wholesome 100% support. It derives from the corporate-owned media, And if you look at the cuts that have made made to the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, it's all about news, current affairs and opinions. And to a large degree, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, the employees have only themselves to blame because they haven't had the guts, just like those Liberal Party members who didn't have the guts to stand up to defend it at the National Conference. They haven't had the guts to stand up for the very organisation they work with. They have kowtowed the Institute of Private Affairs, you know, masqueraded Institute of Public Affairs, 
for decades. They have refused to have people with alternative views like you and me on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, forgetting that we are their friends. They have allowed themselves to be gelded without, you know, resisting. And now they wake up and they say, oh, 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 privatisation's on the agenda. So why am I supporting the government guild at ABC? I'll tell you why. Because although the neoliberals, conservatives, reactionaries live off the lie that they believe in diversity of opinion, freedom of speech, freedom of opinion, they do not want freedom of opinion, diversity. Whether it's public broadcasting, which is on the verge of collapsing in this country, through lack of support, or whether it's the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, which has strategically been, had its arms and legs cut off and its tongue cut out and its ears, eardrums ruptured over the last two decades, because they don't want a diversity of opinion. They only think their opinion is important. Nobody else's opinion matters. They don't want that diversity. They're not interested in that diversity. And they know that you can play with your little net and your little, you know, your little Twitter stream as much as you like, but at the end of the day, it's not going to make any difference to them because you don't challenge them directly. So keep your eye out on this. Diversity, they are the enemies of diversity. Equality, they are the enemies of equality. Authoritarianism, they love. It's their way or no way. So think about it. We are at a critical juncture in our society. For far too long, we have given too much weight to issues. For example, the Australian Murdoch's intellectual hub in Australia, and I'm being ironical, is now pushing the line that the the reformist Labor Party is going to engage engage in class war politics. What have they been doing for the last 40 years? They have been engaged in class war. They have swept the crumbs off the corporate table and expected us to fight amongst ourselves for those crumbs, pointing at the other different religion, different colour, different culture, different language, they're obviously the enemy, not the people who are brushing the crumbs off the corporate table. It's a lot to think about this week. And in the end, what ultimately happens is not what I say, but what you do. So all I can ask you is to think seriously about becoming involved in activity, real activity, not virtual activity, but real activity. Join activist groups. If you can't join them because you're too old, support them financially. You've been listening to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. A few websites to look at, and don't despair. If you ain't got a computer, you can always write to me at Post Office Box 20, P1, 
Parkville 3052. Want to join public interest before corporate interest? Haven't got a computer? Can't download the form? Write to me. I'll send you out 100 forms if you've got 100 friends. Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052, or I'll just send you one form. If, like me, you don't have any friends. But if you do have a com- oh, if you don't have a computer, you can always leave a nice message. I don't answer bad, nasty messages. I'm too busy to worry about shit. So the number is 0439395489. If you're an internet junkie, we have the junk for you. Facebook, public housing, everybody's business. Facebook, public interests before corporate interests. Facebook, defend and extend public housing. Facebook, my own personal Facebook page, Toscano for the public. Websites, anarchistmedia.org, anarchistmedia.org. Other websites, Pibsi, P-I-B-C-I dot net, Pibsi, P-I-B-C-I dot net. So, lots of things. You can go to the Ellen Jose Memorial Foundation page, Facebook page, and the list goes on and on and on and on. So don't tell me there's nothing you can, can't do. And just in case you've got that loose change in your pocket, as I said, we're a few thousand dollars short of our radio font target at Community Radio 3CR, 039 419 419-8377. Thank you for listening to The Anarchist World this week, courtesy of the Community Radio Network, broadcast across Australia, every state, via the Community Radio Network. This program is broadcast across the world via the internet, 3cr.org.au. Thank you once again for listening to The Anarchist World this week. Think about what we've uh, talked about. Maybe you're interested, maybe you're not. But at the end of the day... What type of society you live in and your children and grandchildren live in to a large degree depends on what you are willing to do today. Listen in to The Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station next week. Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death construction